0: Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're talking about eight ways to help students prepare for exams. What I mean by that is if you are in a school or if you choose to give semester, quarter, or cumulative exams, I'm going to talk about how you can help your students review for them. You know, cumulative exams can be pretty intimidating for students, especially if your school does them school-wide and they have one in every single class. As teachers, preparing kids for exams can be a bit of a balancing act. Not only do we have limited classroom time, but we also have to determine exactly how much help we should give them. We need to balance the need to help them prepare for this particular test with the goal of teaching them to study independently for exams by the time they graduate. So because of this, how you prep your students for exams will vary drastically depending on their age. When I taught eighth grade, I was helping students in our school that was their first cumulative exam ever. So I did a lot of hand-holding. But with seniors, it was way different. A lot more of the responsibility rested on them. So let's talk about how to help students prepare for exams and just kind of scale this up and down depending on what grade you teach. Or if you teach multiple grades, realize that what you do for your younger students should be very different than what you do for your older students. 6th, 7th, 8th graders need a lot, a lot, a lot of help. As I said, as you move up through the end of high school, they should be working more independently, um, but you still want to guide them. So Tip number one, give them lots of ideas of of how they can study based on different learning styles. In other words, students, especially in middle school, don't know how to study. So you need to help them learn how to study. That's part of our job is to teach them how to learn on their own. And so talk with them about different ways to study, especially what would work well for your subject. For example, I had one friend who wrote out a study sheet for herself. She wrote out this by hand, a long study, a long study sheet with everything she needed to know. By the time that she was done writing that out, she pretty much knew everything and didn't even need to study it. That was just the way her mind worked. For me, I hated writing out stuff. That would have been the worst idea for me. I would simply review my notes. Other people needed to quiz each other. So they would make note cards or study with someone else. So talk about different ways that people can study and encourage your students to figure out what works for them. But the key is to give them different ideas of what to try because they may not have figured that out yet on their own. Tip number two, narrow down the topics. Now, how much you narrow down the topics will depend on the level of your course. Once again, for seniors, you might not narrow it down as much as you would for seventh graders. But it always helps to give your students a more clear view of what's going to be on the exam. So, for example, um, I would recommend thinking, okay, what are the most, just realize students simply don't have the time or the capability to relearn every single little tidbit that you learned in your class all year. So if you just say, this exam's on everything, you're not giving your students any direction. They're, they're gonna study, but my my recommendation is it would be better to have them study the most important things that you most want them to remember. Students have a finite amount of time that they're going to or are able to study, and I would rather have them studying the most important things than spreading out their efforts over everything. So I would recommend narrowing down the topics to, okay, thinking what are the most important things I most want my students to remember? Those are the things I want them reviewing, studying, cementing in their mind, and therefore those are the things I'm going to test. So narrow down those topics for them and help them focus their energy in the best place that's the best use of their time. Number three, along these lines, give students a list of topics that could be on the exam. So especially this is good with younger grades. Create a list of every topic that they need to study. Older older grades can still benefit from a list like this, even if it's just a list of most of the topics you've studied that year. That's because a list gives them something to check off. Right? If you have a list of all the things that they need to study and learn, throughout your review time, you can encourage them to mark their list. If they know something well, cross that off the list. So that by the time you're done studying, they should have a list with a lot of things crossed off. And then encourage them that if they don't know something, if if you're reviewing this and they're thinking, I don't remember this, put a star by that or highlight that so that when they go back to studying on their own, they can focus on the things that they starred or highlighted and not focus on the things that they've crossed off. And that way, once again, they can focus their energy instead of randomly studying a bunch of stuff that they already know. Number four, have the students do the work, not you. So, What I mean by this is don't just stand in front of your class and frantically try to review everything. Instead, the students should be the ones looking up concepts in their notes and trying to remember how to solve problems. Of course, you should be there to help them, but the more actively involved your students are, the more they will be focused and engaged and the more they will remember. When I helped my students study for exams, there was we. I since it was like I said, it was their first exam, so we took about four or five days reviewing together. And one of those days might have included me reviewing terms with them, um, but very little of that. We we did very little of me standing up in front telling them stuff. What I did was I gave them focused worksheets that had the thing had um, what some of the things they needed to learn and they were to do them on their own. And then once they did it, we'd go over them together. So I'm not saying just do not just give them a book and say, study, give them something focused. We'll get to this in tip number five in a second and then review it with them. But the point is they should be the ones doing most of the work as opposed to you standing up there and then passively listening. Hope that makes sense. So number five, as I said, have students complete Worksheets. And these are not worksheets um, that are just, you know, filler busy work worksheets. These worksheets should be focused, hyper focused on the things they most need to know. So have them work on that in class. They should be flipping through their book, looking through their notes. And I even let them often, if it works, if you have a class that you can trust, let them work together and help them. With each other, uh, I set it up so that they had the class period to work on it. If they didn't finish it in class, they finished it for homework, and then the next day we went over that. So to be really specific with how I did it with my eighth graders, we had I, I planned about I'm trying to remember either four or five days to review, and I split up all that the all the types of problems they needed to know. I created three different worksheets that had all the different types of problems I wanted them to know how to do for the exam and it was way narrowed down from the total amount of problems from the book we spent the first day they worked in class on the um, they worked in class on the first worksheet If they didn't finish it in class, they finished it for homework. Most students finished it in class, but obviously you are always going to have some students that are slow, and so that's that's why it's nice to let them just finish it for homework. The second day, we went over the first worksheet together. I took any questions. We worked on that together. Then I gave them the second worksheet to start. Once again, if they didn't finish it, they took it home. Third day, we repeated it. We went over the second worksheet, they worked on the third worksheet, and they took it home again. On the fourth day, um, we went over the third worksheet, and then we actually took a practice exam. And so I made, it was just a way, it was a much shortened exam, but it had some of the same problems, and I actually made them work quietly and work on their own. And then we spent the last couple minutes of class going over it. It did not count for a grade. It was just to give them an idea of what they still needed to study. And finally, I also gave them a separate study sheet that had everything written down, it had written down all the terms that they needed to know and just, once again, a list of all the different topics so that as we were doing this, when they were when they thought, oh, I know all these things, they could cross it out. And if they didn't know something, as I said, they could star or highlight it. Okay, I'm getting a little bit away from my eight tips to share that with you, but I hope that was kind of helpful just to see how I did it. That is not how you have to do it, but maybe that will give you some ideas. Um, tip number uh, number six, another option that you have is that you could play review games. Um uh, my review with my rule though with review games is that they cannot waste our class time. So I only play games that are quick and keep the focus where it needs to be on the review questions because you do not have time to waste it um, with playing a crazy game where everything gets out of control. I share a list of review games that do just that. They're great games that are fun, but don't waste your class time. I share them in my book, Create Your Dream Classroom, uh, which you can find at teachfortheheart.com books. And I also share the list of games in a separate article at teachfortheheart.com slash review games. Number seven, have students write quizzes for each other. This is another idea that I didn't use. I already told you what I did, but I found a lot of teachers have found this very helpful, and that's to have students write their own quiz questions. This engages them more deeply with the material because they have to think what would be on this task, and that's a very good skill. So they write five to 10 question quiz. Then they exchange with another student who takes the quiz. Finally, they pass it back and they must grade the quiz they originally wrote and discuss with each other the wrong answers. So this is a great example of an activity where the students are the ones working, but they're doing it in many different ways with different skills and it helps them dive deeper into the material. And number eight, I already shared a little bit about this, give students a practice exam. This is a great way to help your students diagnose how prepared they are. As I said, I typically did this the last review day that we had. I gave a practice exam. It was short, it was ungraded, but it had similar questions as were on the exam, and they couldn't use any of their notes to take it, just like the exam. We went over it at the end of the class period, and students were able to take that home as an additional study sheet. I hope that these ideas were helpful for you as you're preparing your students. You can get the notes or you can get a list of all of these at teachfortheheart.com exams. And I hope that if you are giving a cumulative exam coming up here soon or after the break, that you will use some of these ideas to help your students prepare. I hope that you have a great day and that you, if you're reading, if you're listening to this when it went live, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and holiday season with your family. Looking forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.